Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike and I got my lineman Matt with me. And today we're going to go over the Blackhawks past few games. They've actually won two games in a row, but they've also dropped a couple too. So, um, so Matt, man, you know, the Blackhawks have won two in a row. They shut out the Yotes. Um, obviously the, the Coyotes, even the Blackhawks and tank mode are, are better than the Coyotes, which is, which is sad. And, and here's something I wanted to talk about Austin Matthews. Do you think that number one, the Coyotes are a team that um, that's on its way up in any way? No. Now, th- that being said, and them losing to the Blackhawks, do you think that there's any desire for Austin Matthews to go to the Oats? No, but we're going to continue to hear like he's going to take a big contract or get a big offer from them. Just because it's his hometown, you know, the hometown team. But sure. I once you get a taste of like Canada, you know, sell out hockey in Toronto, why the hell would you want to go there in front of like three thousand people? It would yeah. it is just it's stupid. It it's not what a hockey player lives to, you know, do. Yeah, it's um, you know, I I don't see it happening. I, I wonder why that you know, like Batman is just so hell bent on having, I mean, I get it. He wanted to have an organization everywhere around the United States. Right. And he accomplished that, but it's not working in, in, um, in Phoenix. And, you know, the reason I want to talk about Phoenix is because, you know, in Europe, you know, they have soccer leagues, right? There's a champions league and they have, you know, all of these leagues. Right. So. If you're not at at the top of your league, so say you're not in within a, a certain a certain threshold, you get dropped to like this to like a, a tier under. So all so pretty much all these teams, whoever the best is, they make up the Champions League, right? With with the NHL, with the way that, with the way that it is, do you think that with a team like say you know Phoenix, you know we've got AHL teams, do you think that the NHL could benefit from something like this oh you mean like moving them down to the ahl yeah so say you move yeah. the yotes down to the ahl and then you move say the calder cup winner and and move them up to the nhl yeah. you know what there, there's been talk of that maybe a couple of years ago i think it was the uh the hamilton bulldogs they were always so good i think it was the uh the montreal canadians farm team and you know they they said, like, this team is so good. They have a good following every night. They sell their building out. They should be an NHL city. And even they talk about Quebec, you know, bringing yeah. like back like the Nordique type of thing. And like you said, you're, I don't know why they keep forcing this, the Coyotes. It, it's just, it gets worse and worse every year. Like this year, you're playing in a college stadium. I mean, how would you feel if you were an NHL player? I know it's it's you still getting a check and everything, but it's just different, man. I I, I would hate it. I'd hate going to a, a rink that you can't even put your logo on the center ice. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. And I, I, I honestly believe that the NHL can benefit from this because it would force them to, you know, essentially house teams that won't tank on purpose. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Like yeah. there is a like there is a um like there's an incentive to win that you don't want to drop to this, to the AHL, you know, and with the, with the Coyotes, you know, perennially, you know, being at the bottom of the league, I, I just think that it's something that needs to be done. 
how many draft picks did they have in the last couple of years? First round picks. I, I think they had over like 10 first round picks. Wow. And what's going on? I know that players need to develop, but that game against the Hawks, did you notice anybody? No. I only heard Shane Gothisberg or Ghost Bear, they used to call him from Philly. He, right. I guess they had to move his contract and bury him out in the desert, but he was like the only guy I really noticed. And I just, I, I, I don't know what they're doing there, but I, if they're tanking for Bedard or something, but He's if you're kind of Bedard, like, <laughs> if I'm kind of Bedard, I'd rather stay in juniors, like I said a couple weeks ago. He's selling out that building in juniors right now. Right. Why, why the hell would you want to go to Phoenix? I just, I know, I'm sorry, Arizona, it's not the Phoenix Coyotes anymore, but. Yeah, I, I, I would have a hard not, time with it, too. Me, I can't. I, I, I couldn't do it. I, he might pull an Eric Lindros saying, nah, you know what? Sorry, maybe give Phoenix some more first-round picks, trade me somewhere else. I, I, I could see it happening. I would not want to play for them. Wow. So just hypothetically speaking, you know, I wonder who has the, the package to send to Phoenix if they get that number one draft pick for Bedard. Yeah, like, I don't even remember what. Uh, back in the day, what did Philadelphia do? I know Peter Forsberg was involved, a pr- was. top prospect and everything. Um, yeah, but I don't, we don't, I don't think the Hawks have the, you know, like the, I bet Capital. you Lucas Reichel would be included because that's yeah. like our best like trophy right now that we're, we could show off a little bit, but we do have first round picks. We got two of them, but who who knows, man? That I, that would just be crazy if that happened, though. Can you imagine that Phoenix getting the first round pick? I would. I'd feel. I'd feel terrible for Bernard. I really would. Yeah, yeah, and they can't. They can't let that happen. You know, it's funny you mentioned Reichel. You know, Robert Reichel was an excellent NHL player. I don't know if he's somebody that I'd want to. I'd want to um, get rid of. He's so creative, man. Lucas. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, I'm, after, I'm saying that Robert Reichel was a great NHL yeah, player. Yeah. Lucas Reichel, his nephew. Yeah. I think is a. I think he's really creative, man. Well, the last two games, man, he's really uh, shown his maturity. He's uh, he's flying out there, man. He's making everywhere really creative passes. Every time he's touching the puck, he's a threat. And when's the last time we could say that? Other than Patrick Kane, this guy's got sure. the puck. You gotta, you gotta have your, you know, you gotta be on your toes. This guy can make plays. And yeah. the last two games, he's been, he's been great. Yeah, uh, you know, you could tell Domi had a, a big pep in his step tonight, man. He was, um, he was all over the place trying to make plays. Uh, he was, you know, getting into a fight, and he ended up getting the game winner tonight uh, with Beautiful. a four to three Blackhawks yeah. win over Calgary. Um, that was a hell of a of an effort too by Domi. Can you believe that guy? Well, he fumbled the puck. He, he did. And, and Reichel was jumping off the bench. He f- flying right behind him like he's been flying all night and um, made a great saucer pass right to Domi. Nice backhand move up into the open net. A f- sweet goal, man. You don't really see that much from him, but he, he had a great game tonight too. That, that line's got some really good chemistry. You know what, dude? I, I was going to bring that up. I really like that. Um, that Kurashev, Domi, and uh, that Do- Domi and yeah. uh, Reichel line, man. Yeah, Kurashev made some nice passes too on the boards and stuff down low, getting it up to Reichel, and same the other way around. That two on one they scored tonight. Reichel, you know, holding that 
fake shot for a while. He kind of oh, froze up Markstrom. And he did big time. Scored the easiest goal of his life. Uh, I don't even. I think Kershaw was like, "Oh, oh my God, that was a world class <laughs> pass." He yeah. just buried it. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. I was like, I was like, man, I think he he froze me for a second. He, he did. I, I thought he was shooting too. Just the way he was positioned with a stick, and yeah. he just kind of slowed up and just perfect pass. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, you know, Kershev. I I think I would if if anything, I would give Kershev the most improved player uh, award this year so far. Um, yeah. and we, I think that he's a guy that has always showed promise, but would kind of disappear. You know, night in and night out, he's hunting down pucks if he needs to. He's um, you know, he's trying to create offense. He's back checking. I I would say this guy has definitely improved big time. Um. Uh, comparative to last year i say you leave this line together even if patrick kane comes back because sure. this line is really complementing each other you got yeah the gritty center and max domi who proved he could score some goals you know he just doesn't need patrick kane to do it he's doing it with reichel now and yeah. you know he he sticks up for his teammates if you try to pull some shit he'll drop the gloves he's not shy and like you said kershev he's hunting pucks down kind of like his rookie season he's winning board battles and, uh, you know, you get the puck to Reichel, he's like a Patrick Kane. He's real creative. He's really smart, makes really good passes. I'm, I'm actually impressed with his speed. I didn't know he had that. In these last two games, he's been showing it. Yeah, he has. It's funny. Him and, uh, and Mitchell have been showing their speed a lot. Um, I would say Mitchell, maybe like the past few games, I didn't know that he had wheels the way that he does. And to be honest with you, man, Caleb Jones has got some wheels too. Um, he had a play earlier in the in the game where he came flying up the ice for a, for an opportunity, and he got a shot on net, which, uh, to be honest with you, man, I think that they need to put that guy at wing and, you know, and, let, and let him skate the puck up. You, you said that, and they did. And he had a good game. He I did. think he had like five shots in like two periods. And yeah, yeah. If you got did. nowhere else to put him, and you you want to play him still, yeah, put him up on the wing. I don't think he's really much of a defenseman. He he gets lost too much and yeah. kind of makes some boneheaded plays. And he can't recover like you know, say his brothers. His brothers, uh, Seth Jones is still a pretty solid defenseman. I don't. I know people are gonna hate on that contract all they want, but I mean, we're we got the cap space relaxed. It's not affecting us, but. He, Seth Jones, I thought was pretty good the last two games too. He was making some smart plays and they recently named him to the all-star team, which kind of weird, you know, I, I, I personally think Kane should have been named to the all-star team just because it could maybe be his last season here. And I just think it would be awesome for him to, to get one more all-star game in before, you know, if, if he doesn't end up coming back, it would be nice to see him in a Blackhawk uniform representing the all-stars one more time. Sure, sure. You know, Jake McCabe had a pretty good game tonight. Actually, he got into a fight as well. Um, the last he, two games, I thought, yeah. McCabe. Yeah, he had that nice slapper from the, the blue line. And I don't know if you heard that Lazarus was kind of Mark Lazarus from the, uh, was that, the Athletic? He was, do you think, uh, he's kind of, you know, he was kind of complimenting him of kind of being a smart ass like he normally is. Said, like, I didn't <laughs> know you had that shot. And uh, <laughs> Jake goes, you know, Mark, I, I could shoot the puck. We all could shoot the puck here. You know, he's like kind of like a shut the hell up moment, yeah. which he needs sometimes because yeah. he likes making the story about himself more than the actual game. But I thought I that was funny. Ma- <laughs> I would think McCabe is the wrong guy to do that to, to be well, honest with you. <laughs> yeah, after, after tonight, you don't want to mess with that guy. He will yeah. put a freaking bag full of knuckles in your chin. Yeah, definitely. I like him. Um, yeah. 
he's been good. Hey, and he's been playing with Seth Jones, which is where he should be playing with. Yeah. The exact the exact partner he needs. One hundred percent. I like to see him and I, I really like that um that Mitchell Isaac Phillips defensive pairing. I think that they uh they have some chemistry and I think that the, they play well with each other. Yeah, they like the same thing. You know, you got your puck mover and you got your guy who's gonna take care of his own end and makes make the smart play, getting it out of the zone, blocking shots. That's that's what you want. But before we go any further, I gotta let you guys know. NFL playoffs are coming up and the playoff picture is locked in and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to the Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing company uh, com- customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card, card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet on your of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action's so good, we bet NFL playoffs anywhere else. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code SHYTOMAHAWK. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code Chicago Tomahawk. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You know, if you're not 21, you can't have any fun. So back to the podcast. Matt, Patrick Kane is a uh, something that we need to talk about. He has a nagging injury. It's a knee injury. This is something that's been going on with him for, I think, the past couple of years. Do you think that he's like, you know what? I need to get this worked on and he gets it done and then he uh you know just stays with the Hawks. Well yeah, he did say in that one morning skate, I think it was uh, against the Coyotes. He said he probably could play, but uh he's just going to take the the safe route and sit this one out. And then they said he wasn't going to play tonight. It's almost a little bit concerning, but Sure. I mean at this point, you don't want to, you know, force the guy to play and play through an injury just you know get it right and once it's back once you you're feeling 100 percent, come back do you think that things are maybe a little bit you know maybe they're not what they seem well the points are down this year uh there's some nights where i've said this to you before he kind of was a non-factor he didn't look uh like he was Normal Patrick Kane, you know, getting the puck and like like Lucas Reichel has been in the last two games. Sure. You're like, whoa, you, you could tell it's Lucas Reichel when he's got the puck. Right. That's how it used to be with Patrick Kane when eighty eight was out there. You, you don't even have to you don't even have to like look in the direction. Even if you couldn't see the player, you just knew it was him by the way he plays. And he just really hasn't had that in a while. And uh, it could be because of the injury or it could just he doesn't really have the supporting cast around him. I, I don't know. Do you think if him and Reichel were together, would you think, are they the type of players that need to be separate? Or do you think you load them up on the like the top line and see what they got? Do you think they'd complement each other? I'd like to see a Kane Taves Radish line or Anthony Sioux. And then I'd like to keep the Reichel, Domi, and, um, and Khrushchev line as well, of right now. Do, do you think, though, in order to get Patrick Kane, you know, going again, light his fire up again, maybe stick him with Reichel. Mm. And maybe Kaner is saying, hey, I, I, I got to play with this kid. Put him, me and Domi together. Because sure. I think Domi, Domi and Kaner are good together. 
Yeah, they are. But Kershev, like we said, he's he's been good, and that line has got three different types of players that you know that works. It's working. We're we're two and zero, oh, you know. <laughs> so and maybe it, it could be Kaner is just it's 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 a rough season, man. Losing, he's not used to this losing. Well, the last couple of years he's been losing, but he Kaner's a winner. He yeah. he's got to play with guys that want to, you know, want it like he does. And I feel yeah. like at times he's just not getting that. So yeah. he might need that motivation and and some you know like a good player to jumpstart him a little bit. But if he's hurt. Sit him as long as you can. There's no, there's no point to hurry him back and, you know, re-aggravate an injury. But it could be Kaner. Hey, m- my name could be floating around at the deadline. I want to be healthy for a team that's going to make a splash for me. Or it could be the management saying, hey, you know, Kane, take all the time you need. This season's kind of lost anyway. I think, I think it's going to be the latter of what you just said. Um, I think that you know, Kaner could be like, you know what. Because he has looked a step or two slower than what he normally is. I w- I've noticed that over the past, like, 10 games. I-, I honestly think that he could say, hey, you know what? I just want to stick around. I want to keep playing hockey. I have a knee injury. It's coming at the wrong time. I want to get this taken care of so I'm ready for next season. Do you guys want to, you know, keep me around? Or what's what's the deal here? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, well, I texted you maybe a couple of days ago. I said, you know what? I changed my tune. On the Patrick Kane thing now. I think Kaner will stay. And I think he's going to wait and see what the Hawks get at the draft lotto. If the Hawks can get the first round pick, I truly believe he's going to say, I want to be with this guy. I want to play with Connor Bedard. I can 100% see Kaner saying that. Give me a three-year deal. I'll take take a home you know, the hometown discount type of thing. Just put me with this kid. I want to be here and show him the way like those guys showed me the way when I came up. A minimum of $7 million he should be paid, I think. Yeah, six, $7 million would be great. Three yeah. years, finish your career. And if yeah. you want to keep going, we'll just do one year, you know. I'll be honest with you, man. Uh, look at the, the draft this year is really good, man. It is. If the Hawks have a top three pick, I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't want to you know, stick around. Well, every, well, the, the world juniors, you know, team Canada won. I, the hockey world was watching and, you know, the players watch all that stuff too. Yeah. I think that, you know, he's Bedard is the guy that could get drafted and play on the top line of the NHL team. He gets drafted by that's how good he is. Yeah. And I think Kaner, Kaner's already said he's seen him play in camps and he says he was the most standout guy I saw. And I, he couldn't believe his skill level at that age. And like even tonight, I, I guess he returned to the WHL and uh, he got, uh, let me see here, four goals, two assists, six points, 13 shots on goal. So this guy is a machine. And I, you know, I can even see Taves wanting to stay if you got a guy yeah. like this. This guy is a freaking difference maker right away. It's a franchise changer. And it's almost like getting a Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves all over again at, at like an 18-year-old age. It's, it's huge. It would be huge for any organization. But if the Hawks got him, the United Center would be filled up and the season ticket holder waiting list would return. I'd have to get that jersey, man. Number 98. I'd have to yep. get that Bedard jersey. Oh, God, yeah. That, dude, that would be insane. It would. It would. Um, 
I, I mean, I, I am, I am on the boat, you know, of hoping for it. Yeah. But I won't be disappointed with what we get. No, it's all luck now. I mean, it's not like the it Bears. Is. The Bears finished last. Yeah. Look at Korchinski. I mean, they pulled a rabbit out of a hat with that trade. Yeah, we lost to Brinkett. Sure. I mean, yeah, we did lose to Brinkett. You know, that stings like as a fan base. But Korchinski, he was great for the for the Canadians. He played really well. And, uh, you know, this kid is probably NHL ready now. He yeah. could be on the roster next year. Nolan Allen was also good. I think they were actually paired together. Yeah, they were. Apparently, yeah. that they they play really well with each other. So yeah. they're going to need to make some room on this on this blue line. So essentially, um, you know, I don't think Caleb Jones is going to be playing on the blue line next year. No, I think that Korchinski will sign with the AHL at the end of the year. Well, he'll he'll sign his entry deal at the end of the season, or maybe before the end of the season. He'll go right to Rockford, and he'll play in the playoffs in the AHL. Nolan Allen could, well, he's already, I think he's already signed, but I think that they might call him up to Rockford too. And Del Mastro, another defenseman who was very good, he might get a shot. And maybe maybe next year, around this time, those guys might be up on the big club. Because Reichel, it's been working out. I mean, they, they did their thing with the AHL. They wanted him to learn. Good for him. I think Reichel should stay the rest of the season. Just the way that the way he's been playing lately, he deserves it. He's kind of lighting it up in the HL. It's he's too good for that league. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, Del Maestro or Del Mastro, and I, I yeah. need to learn how to pronounce Ma- his name. Mastro, I believe. I think uh, I, I said it wrong too. I think that he is not not next year. I think he's one year away from the uh, from from the big club. Just from what I've read about him, that I know that he's doing very very well, but he might need a full season in the AHL. Yeah, well, Nolan Cor- Allen on yeah. on the other on the other end, he's been uh, I think he's been blowing away expectations, and they might want to bring him in just with with Korchinski just to just to say, hey, you know what, we need to get these kids up. Because here's the deal, we know we've talked about this ad nauseum. the the um, the the cap space is going up huge in about two years. Okay, so when that happens, we need to be able to sign big name free agents to solidify this team. And in those two years, these kids could get that experience where, like the Blackhawks, and this is what worked for the Blackhawks. And and why I believe Toronto has missed the train. I'm going to get into that in, in in one second. These kids need to be ready to play, have the experience of playing an, an 82 game NHL season, at least two of them under their belts. So when that third season comes and they're signing these big name free agents, that they are ready to go and and play. The Blackhawks in 08-09, they had a very, very young team, right? And they made it to the Western Conference Finals, lost to Detroit. Detroit went on and won the Stanley Cup that year, I believe. Or was it the... Uh, no, no, no. It was Pittsburgh. the... Pittsburgh Penguins yep. did. Yep. Next year, 9 10 Blackhawks signed Marion Hossa. 
And he was that big name free agent that they needed. And what they had was a, a young, a very, very talented young team. We had a couple veterans on there. And then we had a group of guys who were about two or three years into the league, like Patrick Sharp, Andrew Ladd, Bufflin, about two or three years into the league. And they were solidifying their roles. And then we had some young guys out. Uh, franchise makers like Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves that were young. They were not making their their money yet. And they were able to essentially solidify a dynasty. And they ended up started winning cups. By that 2013 cup is when the is when Taves and Kane started making money. And when that happened, we needed to start filling in role players and essentially the core had to carry the load where a, where in 2010 it was kind of more of a team effort in 2013 it was more of the named guys carrying uh, the load and having some role players same thing in 2015 Toronto has <laughs> they have superstars on their team that they are playing paying huge money to and they can't get past the first round of the playoffs. I think that they've missed the train for that, man. I think that their 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 opportunity is done unless you know Austin Matthews is scoring 100 goals a year and starts scoring that at that rate in the playoffs. I don't see them making it. And I think that the Blackhawks are trying to recreate what they did in, in 2010. Well, Austin Matthews got to start stopping pucks too. The way that they're spending, <laughs> that's the thing. They're they're trying the. Uh, <laughs> Going with two goalies that, you know, they were once good. Matt Murray was good. And I don't know who the other guy is in that. I think it's Samsonov, a former Washington goalie, I believe. I could, I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but I, sorry, man. If Pittsburgh got rid of this guy and Ottawa got rid of this guy, he's not the answer in goal. Toronto's yeah. going to have a rough playoff again, I think. Like you said, they they had to pay their guys, you know, <laughs> they're doing it a little bit different from the Hawks. They're they're paying their big time guys before they even do anything. You know, they're, yeah. they're, you haven't proven anything. You've proven, yeah, you could score on the season, great. You got to do it in the playoffs, and then John Tavares, you give that massive contract to. Yeah, that was a big splash for him. It's kind of like what we did with Hosa, but that was supposed to be their Hosa. I mean, like he, their Hosa yeah. type signing. He really hasn't, you know done much in the playoffs i mean none of them scoring like he did in in new york no no he wasn't and he was an mvp uh, practically an mvp in new york i think yeah i think he was a heart nominee maybe but still it their window it it's this is it it's almost closed and if the goaltending i i think the goaltending is weak i know toronto right now they're they're living the high life right now they think they're going to be good but that's how they were last year too yeah and jack campbell was good but this is treated this, him. This could be it. This could be it for them if they don't win. I think you know, like you said, Matthews is looking for that big contract. I th- I don't think he's going to want to stay. It's, it's why would you want to play eighty two games, dominate, and lose freaking four? Maybe win two in the playoffs, and you're done in six games. That's not yeah. fun. You got to you got to make some noise. So they have they have to win a playoff series. That should be their first goal. Not going right to the cup goal. They got to, they got to win a playoff series and then feed off that, but it's going to be tough for them. But like going back to the Hawks, I like what they're doing. I I like building the blue line first, and you, you got a Soderblom in net. He's a good goalie. He proved he could be a good goalie. 
Yeah. You got your Korchinski, you got your Nolan Allen, Del Mastro, you got Colton Dock up front, you got Reichel, you got some pieces there. So they're going to have to do some fill-ins, and like you said, they got to develop these guys, and depending on who we get this year, you know, let's just say we got Bedard, which would be absolutely massive. You know you're going to get, I think you'd get Kaner back. You're going to have, I think Domi would be a good second-line center to keep the way he's playing. You're going to just have to start filling in pieces and hoping drafts kind of, uh, draft picks kind of develop for you. Like you find some gems like Dave Bolin. You know, he came up and they thought he was going to be a top line center. He ended up being one of the best shutdown centers the Hawks have had since like a Troy Murray. So you're going to find pieces like that and these guys are going to blossom. I think there's a kid, I I don't, I think I'm saying his name wrong. It's like Savor. He's lighting it up too in the league. He's, and I was reading about him. This could be another guy that, you know, under the radar type of guy. But we're going to have another, first, we're going to have two first round picks this year. So that's going to be huge. We got two, possi- two possible NHL guys that could be up in the next two, three years. That, that's huge for the Hawks. Colton Doc, man, I think that he's a, um, you know, somebody that a lot of people wrote off after he got drafted. And this kid is proving his way every step of the way. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is a shame that he got hurt. But, uh, you know, this kid's good, man. I, I, I guess he has to live in his brother's shadow a little bit, but um, he's, he's a pretty good player. If, if Bedard, like, you know, like we were talking about, the Hawks get Bedard, there's going to be other guys who want to come here, you know? Oh, yeah. That, like to ask Austin, like, hey, I know you won 15. How how about a chance to win a cup and we'll pay you twelve point five? Never mind the cup. How about getting past the first round? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, look look what we got here. We've got we have two established, you know, um, guys with playoff experience in Taves and Kane. We've got a, a generational player that should be in Connor Bedard, and uh, and we've got a team of young guys that are looking to find their way. But we need somebody who can put the puck in the net. You know, he's like I can do that. Patrick Kane or, or Lucas Reichel. Could you imagine Lucas Reichel feeding um f- feeding Austin Matthews? It, it would be amazing. It would absolutely be amazing if that were to happen. He, and Kane. the Hawks will be a team that will have space to get them. All these Tons other teams, they're up against the cap. They're going to start paying their guys. Obviously, Colorado's kind of that team that's going to have to... Well, they're already paying their guys big bucks. You know, so it's going to be... It's going to be like a Phoenix, uh, the Hawks. You got Columbus, which I don't see him going to unless he wants to be <laughs> unless closer he talks to home. To, yeah, unless he talks to Johnny Gujo. I, I want to be closer to the desert. I'm going to sign yeah. with Columbus. <laughs> but, you know, teams like that are, you know, they're usually at the bottom. Like even Ottawa, I don't, I don't see him going no. to the rival unless... Ryan Reynolds, no way. you know, buys the Senators and he's like, hey, I'll put you in Deadpool 3. I'll Can put you, you in Deadpool 3 yeah. and give you $20 million a year. It just, just come on. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get you a $45 million check. Be in Deadpool <laughs> 3. Play for my hockey team. Play for my hockey team for $10 million a year. We'll pay you $45 million to be in Deadpool 3 to make up that other end of the, uh, of the deal. That would be circumvent, absolutely. Uh, circumvent the NHL. Backbreaking to the Leafs organization. <laughs> oh, my. You thought it was bad now? Oh, brother. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, to be honest with you, man, I... If 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 that could happen, I think the Blackhawks could make a very compelling offer uh, to him. Well, there was reports of him 
like I said, I think maybe last two podcasts ago or whatever, he signed like a Goose Island deal, a beer deal. Oh, so, right. I mean, maybe that was a rumor or something. Maybe I misread something, but I still think he's got the Patrick Kane connection. You know, uh, the American guys are tight. They talk and I, I guarantee you they're, you know, they're texting back and forth. Just say, hey, what's going on? Hey, I saw you scored 60. Congrats. Stuff like that. You know, the yeah. NHL guys are tight. They're always talking. All the stars kind of align themselves together and stuff. So it would be cool. You know, I don't, when's his deal up next two years? Um, I'd have to look it up, but I know that they're talking about his extension and they're saying that he wants eight years, 15 million. Well, the Leafs have to do it. They have no choice, but I, th- what about Marner? You what know, about him? He, he's gone. Well, the cap is the cap is going up big time, but yeah, but they're gonna have to. I mean, he's gonna want to get paid. I think you got to try to get rid of Tavares if you're gonna get all that money away up front. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's hard. It's hard the salary cap, man. Just try doing it on like NHL uh, PlayStation. <laughs> it's trying to keep a team together. It ain't easy, you know. <laughs> 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 no, I I agree. It's hard. Um, and you know what? To be honest with you, in more of like kind of left field, what if Dubrinkit says, "Hey, you know what? I'm I'm done here in Ottawa. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. You know, even though I got traded here, um, I want to come back to Chicago. I liked it in Chicago. You know, like he said in his, I think it was that uh, Players Tribune, his like tr- little tribute to Chicago. He really liked it here. Um, do you think that there's a possibility that he's like, I'm going to come back to Chicago? Especially if there, you get Bedard. Yeah, well, there, that could happen. And that would be a great, like a great little sneaky move by Davidson. He got yeah. a defenseman he really wanted to, and then he ended up getting his 40-goal guy back. I personally think that Debrinkat will end up going home to the Red Wings. So I, I don't, which is fine because I think Debrinkat could, you know, he can ask for nine mil a season. And I think at this point right now, it, that wouldn't be good for the Hawks. Sure. Okay. Okay. But, it, you know, I could be wrong. And we, it, we've seen stuff like that happen before. So it could, it could happen, if, especially if we get Bedard or Patrick Kane decides he wants to stay. Those two are like, you know, bread and butter together. So you never know. Lastly, I want to talk about Stalak. I think his last eight games, he hasn't let more than three goals. And this guy's standing on his head. Do you think that they're going to try to move him at the deadline? Well, he's absolutely helping the Hawks if, you know, a team's out there willing to give a pickup for him. I think the Hawks should maybe extend him another year because sure. of the way he's playing, it's hard to find a goalie like this. It's dude standing on his head. He's, I think he stopped, what, 42 tonight? think it was 35 last game 30 something that's a lot of shots and there's a lot of shot attempts too so yeah he's seeing he's seeing shots whiz by him and he's standing on his head man he's not really giving up weak goals like no. we've had issues with you know Lincoln in and Delia and Subban giving up some just trash goals yeah and so I can't say I really have seen a bad one from him and and he competes man he'll, he'll go out and challenge a shot he took a puck to the head the other night popped his lid right off and he kept going. I know they blew the whistle right away, but he was ready to get another, you know, stop another rebound. Yeah. So I like the guy. He's a gamer. I like his locker room speeches. He's hilarious. He's a team guy. 
just a just a battler. It's a guy you want to guy you want to play in front of. So I, I personally hope the Hawks give him a, a fair deal, maybe two years, maybe another one year, and just say, "Hey, man, you're the starter. Have fun with it." <laughs> and then name yeah. uh, Soderblom the like the backup next year. He, he definitely earned the starting role. Uh, Stalock is the number one here. Uh, Mrazek is he's not bad, but he's just not playing as well as Stalock. So I he's got the crown of the number one, and I I would love to see him come back. You know, Mrazek, it's like the game starts off well for him, but as it goes on, you know, it's kind of like his ability goes down as 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 the time of the game goes on. You know, I I, I think that's why he's been on like you know a couple teams the last couple seasons he's been with the hurricanes and he kind of shared a net with a guy and ended up being a backup for toronto wasn't that good get getting hurt and teams are just like hey you know what it's just not working out and then he ends up coming here he, he was good at first good for the first couple games but i just uh just getting outplayed by a guy who wants it more and in Staylock, he's earning it yeah yeah i agree well matt you got anything else man no, uh, oh, the only thing is uh, Seth Jones, uh, congrats. He's going to the All-Star game, representing the Blackhawks. Uh, only Hawks so far. I don't know how you feel about it. I know a lot of people on Twitter are kind of like, are you freaking serious? Huh. Seth Jones is going. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm happy for the guy. He, he's good. He definitely is an All-Star caliber player. But like I said earlier, I'd, I'd like to see Kaner represent the Hawks at least one more time. I think Taves is having a good year. He's good at the dot. Yeah, I, I, I his he's stats, not putting up the numbers. His stats yeah. look better than than um than Seth Jones's does. Jones is like a yeah, minus, two di- it's like a minus yeah. twenty six. He's got like two different four positions. Goals. Yeah, he's an offensive defenseman he with four goals. Yeah. Well, another thing on Twitter is the whole Eric Carlson's playing in a different universe right now, uh-huh. and he's gonna win the Norris, and I probably. I ended up I ended up sticking my nose in the business of it. I'm like, well, he's a minus player. I don't think he deserves to win. And I got tons of hate probably from, you know, 20-year-olds that don't know what a stay-at-home defenseman really is anymore because yeah. there's not too many of them. But I said I'd, I'd give the Norris Trophy to Josh uh, Morrissey. Now they're calling him Josh Norrissey. He he was so good. I was I was lucky enough to see him play live this year and – this guy was really noticeable, really solid in his own end, makes really good passes. And I think he deserves a Norris this year. Mm. As of it's now. Early... I don't care if Carlson gets 100 points. It, it, if you're a minus 10, 15, you're not a defenseman. Yeah. Uh, early, early hardware predictions. <laughs> yeah. McDavid for everything. <laughs> McDavid might win the Vesna. He's just winning everything. So it's crazy. He is, and he's absolutely incredible. I think he's up by like twenty something points, and I think second second place guy is uh, Drysital, his teammate. Yeah, so it's like a battle. Th- it's like a they should make a third place award <laughs> for somebody that's not an Oiler, yeah. like Tage Thompson. You know, you got uh, Pasta and uh, Tage, uh, not um, Jason Robertson from the Stars. They're having good years. Yeah, it's it's a shame the the Oilers guys are just kind of running away with it again, again for like the like fifth year in a row. It's going to be like that for the next 10 years, I think, man. We just got to, like I said, we should have a third place award that isn't McDavid or Tricycle. Yeah, no kidding. Well, all right, everybody, that's all that we got for you tonight. Thank you very, very much for, for listening. If you're not following us on Twitter, do us a favor, follow us on Twitter. We usually uh, release 
you know, up-to-date information on there on, you know, what's going on, what's going on with the podcast, you know, what we're doing, that kind of thing. And um, we'll catch you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk. We're out of here. Mm-hmm.